And Rusty, I know you love Batman, and you're saying, I, if I'm understanding this correctly, you like Schneider's depiction of Batman more here than you did in the theatrical. Correct, yes. Okay. I, I, I did not, actually. I thought Batman was possibly slighted the most. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Essentially Heroes. Uh, we're doing another video uh, podcast for you guys today. Uh, I'm joined by uh, my usual partner in crime. Johnny Ferris, what's up folks? Welcome, welcome. Thanks for joining us tonight on Essentially Heroes. Yes, and, uh, and we also have a returning guest for the show. Our first, uh, I think, repeat guest for an episode that we've had. Say hello to Justin. What's up, guys? Thank you so much for having me back. It's fantastic. <laughs> Welcome, and Rusty. I, it's good to see you. And I'm honored that I am maybe your first returning guest. That's fantastic. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, of course. You are. For those for those of us, uh, for those of you who don't know, Rusty, uh, Justin, known as Rusty, did our, uh, was, shit, it was a while ago now, ha- ha- Halloween. It was a Halloween podcast, horror in superhero films back in... Was it October of 2018? It might have been that far back. I think it was uh, 2019. 2019, Actually, yeah, I, I think. just got back to New York. Yeah. Was it 19? Okay, 19. All right, all right. So pre-COVID. Good, good, good. Not it relatively. Was definitely. Yeah. <laughs> definitely pre-C. Back yeah. when we could all Which see was... people in person without any worries. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yes. Um, so today <laughs> we have uh, an episode that's uh, that's been in the in the works for a while, and we are finally ready to talk about. Uh, Justice League, uh, specifically Zack Snyder's Justice League, the AKA the Snyder Cut, which uh, which was released uh, recently this year and um, has been kind of, you know, taken over taken over the fandom recently with people who are, um, you know, sharing sharing many different views on it. So we're here we're here to talk about that as well today. Uh, but before we That's get right. into that. We have to thank our sponsor, as always. Yes, tonight we have a new sponsor, folks. Uh, tonight, our sponsor is Erman Law Group PA. They are uh, an immigration law firm that is uh, devoted to all of your potential immigration needs. They are located in Florida, specifically 501 Golden Isles Drive, Hallandale Beach, Florida. Uh, <coughs> contact information is 305-986-1583. And you can check them also out at ermanlawgroup.com. That's U-R-M-A-N, lawgroup.com. And Miss <clears throat> Ermin specifically wanted to reference the fact that uh, she is uh, a, a, an expert in all aspects of immigration law, um, family immigration, business-based immigration, but also specifically she's worked on something that uh, features into our podcast world of essentially heroes superheroes um she does uh, something called the o visa okay the o1 visa is specifically individuals with extraordinary abilities and achievement those are for uh prospective um, immigrant visas for individuals who possess extraordinary abilities in the sciences arts education business or athletics so that falls into our field creators as the three of us are all filmmakers here and uh, if you have any specific athletic ability or specific artistic ability, she can help. So feel free to contact Galena Ehrman at Ehrman Law Group PA. Once again, 305-986-1583. 
or ermanlawgroup.com. Thank you, Erman Law Group. Thank you to Urban Law Group. Okay, so, uh, so the Snyder Cut. We have a lot of ground to cover here, um, literally, because the movie is four hours long. So that's uh, it's quite a lot of uh, <laughs> ground to cover here. Um, but there are also many twists and turns that uh, that we saw happening throughout the movie, and um, and so yeah, there there's a lot to unpack. But uh, but tonight we're definitely going to talk about the the pros. We're going to talk about the cons, and um, if we have time, I think we could get into the why um, category, which is um, specifically things that weren't necessarily like good or bad, but just make you ask the question, why why is that like that? Um, like just small strange things that um, are are want to happen in uh in Zack snyder movies so we're gonna we're gonna try and get to as much of this as possible um so uh so yeah i guess uh i guess opening thoughts guys i got a question right off the bat i already justin already answered it but uh i'm not sure i don't know if i answered back but did we did anyone here watch it straight through in four hours i i i have never almost never done that but i'm just curious i watched it straight through i did you did. You wow! Wow! You watched it as a full movie. Oh wow! I did. That's yeah, awesome. while I was uh, building a computer desk. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, right. so just to kind of like uh, you know make sure that uh, that that's kind of how I was able to keep my sanity sitting through it uh, was to kind of give myself a, a a small task to do while I was uh, while I was in progress so you know the day kept flowing and I was able to have a desk by the end of it so it worked out and I'm assuming I'm assuming with pauses and, and the moments that happen in life it took like seven hours to watch it over the course of a day while while building a desk um not nah, for me I was just I was watching it through uh straight four hours while I was building the desk nice yeah all right. Yeah, yeah. All luckily, right. yeah. Right. Hmm. Um, I, pro- I, I probably would have attacked it that way, but you know, with having the brother-in-law here and the baby and stuff, we decided to break it up after three chapters and save the rest of it for the next night. But I easily could have probably continued to watch it had I not had other distractions going on. Congratulations, by the way. I know this is the first time that we've seen you, Rusty. So thank you. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, know, God bless. We- Happy birthday to the baby. Thank you. Thank you very much. I know yeah, last congrats, time I saw man. you guys, she was still just pregnant. So. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I have, right off the bat, I will say, I'm annoyed with the fact that this, the momentum, the buzz online for years, release, release the Schneider Cut. We've talked about it on podcast, EK. Um, and, and, and the hope that it would come, the possibility. I, I think years ago, the... They weren't they, you weren't even sure if it was there. There was whispers about the Schneider cut. There was footage, and then he started releasing stuff on Twitter. And then it comes, it comes out, and I know we had podcasted about it specifically a while ago. Um, and there was talk of whether it was going to be a four-hour film or released as an episodic. Um. And they sort of ended up doing a little bit of both. Like, they released it as one film, but then they also split it up into six parts um, for They did, they did. but you could reason. watch it straight through, as you did. Yeah, yeah, which, and personally, I would have, 
Uh, so what I think would have been interesting is if they actually released it as a miniseries in episodes um, week by week. And then they could kind of pull back a little bit of that um, glory that uh, that right. Marvel stole from uh, from DC this year, um, especially with with WandaVision and kind of really build up hype for how the movie is, is going to end. Um, for me personally, that's how I would have approached it. But um, I mean, either way, like people can still watch it um, in parts, in pieces um, and, you know, get get a similar experience that way. Do we know? Does anyone know why it came that way? It was released in such a fashion? I'm just curious. Uh, Zack Snyder, man. <laughs> he has I a mean, vision to preserve, I, I his, preserve his artistic something vision. I heard about it. Uh, Rusty, maybe you know about that. But, yeah, I um, mean, uh, I did a bunch of reading about it. You know, I'm curious. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there were a lot of different articles out there about how they were going to do it episodically, which I was totally on board with. I thought if it was going to be a long movie, like the four-hour cut, I, I was totally cool with doing it episodically and tuning in each week, especially, you know, HBO Max is awesome, and it's kind of cool to have, like, something that you can tune into each week, and it's a nice build-up, like Etienne said. Um, I think they would have owned the month of April or May. Like, they would have, yeah. uh, over the course of four weeks, uh, four to six weeks, six parts, could have built up the buzz that way. I mean, uh, yeah, WandaVision I and Mandalorian honestly, were the most streamed things. I'm just wondering. No, you're right. And I don't I don't really know why they... Let's just say I didn't read anything specifically stating why they ended up changing their mind and doing it as the four-hour cut with the six or, you know, six-plus parts that they right. broke it up with. Um, I don't know if that was Zack Snyder's choice, if that was a studio ultimately saying, you know what, we're releasing movies via this platform anyway because of COVID and stuff, so why not you just release the whole thing and then we'll have the chapter breaks so people can pause it and come back to it afterwards. And you, Like Etienne said, you get the best of both worlds, kind of. You, you can get the movie and watch it entirely as an event if sure. you want to, or you can actually break it up. So I'm not sure exactly why they did it. I don't think it was that bad the way they did it. Um, it's certainly intimidating to sit down and say, all right, I'm going to watch four hours and five minutes of a movie right now. Right. Look, all of us love movies, and I, if I'm into it, of course I'll try and do it. But it's also much easier to break up stuff into 35, 45 minutes like WandaVision did. Where, and then you waited a week and you got really excited. What are they going to do next week? You know, How are they going to go with that? That would have been also of course. Very, of course. very cool. Um. But from what I understand, they the the streaming beat their amount of subscribers at the time did beat what uh, most recent episode the, the first episode of Falcon. I think they were up against that in the way of yeah, streaming. Yeah, and they did. Yeah, I did read so, that too. Yeah, it's impressive. But at the same time, you would have had, I guess, what something like one point four million subscribers, one point six, two million, three <laughs> by the end of this, five. Who knows where it would go? It'd be awesome in that respect. Yeah. It, it would have been it would have been cool if they did it episodically. It's mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that would have been interesting, and it would have been it would have established itself also as being a different. Even though it's already established as a different movie from the theatrical cut, it really would have established itself to be something much different as they released it as a miniseries with seven, six to seven parts if you count the sure. the last part too. I don't know. That would have been really cool. That would have been an interesting choice. I, I, Four I, hour long parts, six forty two minutes, five forty five minutes, whatever it would have been. Yeah, but, yeah, exactly. But, uh, and, yeah. and you can flesh out, you know, because he already added so much character development to a lot of the mm-hmm. characters, Cyborg specifically. They could have really, like, he could have had his own episode, and that would have been one of those. Absolutely. Like, 
one-off episodes that would have been really cool because you really got his backstory. You could have given a lot of focus to Barry and then have him connect in with when Bruce Wayne visits him. It, it, it could have been cool if they would have chose to continue with what they originally planned. Yeah. Yeah. But. My uh, my 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 assistant can't, had a, had a theory. Uh, I don't know if he read it it's, or, or what what the situation was, but that the uh, the contract specifically for the actors. Um, <clears throat> they were brought on, and I don't know if they were because they were brought back and then filmed um, as a TV show versus a movie would have been different contracts. They would have had to come to different contracts, and I I, I don't know about that, but uh, I'm assuming yeah. that is the case. But yeah, I don't know. I can see that happening, uh, but I guess the way that everything was, um, I guess, advertised and portrayed. Um, this is like Zack Snyder's full and uh, an untouched vision. So, um, right. I mean, I don't. I guess I guess we can attribute it to his uh, his his personal preferences. But um, but Justin, I, I am glad that you brought up um, Cyborg and Flash because um, I would say that those are the biggest um, and most noticeable improvements for me as well versus the uh versus the joss whedon version so cyborg is is given much more of the spotlight um goes deeper into his backstory goes deeper into, into his powers and um he's plays a much more pivotal role in the story which is you know that's that's what Zack snyder said originally was that um i believe the quote was that cyborg was the, the heart and soul of justice league um, yeah. and, and that makes sense because it's so intrinsically linked to him, um, especially when you, um, factor in the mother boxes and how those are, you know, like literally connected to him. And so I, I thought that that was, was really cool. And, you know, finally seeing, um, you know, Cyborg, you know, getting his, I guess, his his full and official you know justice league debut um was really satisfying for me and a lot of really cool moments added for him too like seeing um seeing his like use of his powers was really interesting like how he kind of goes into his own mindscape to like interact with like the i guess cyber verse a little bit um that that was pretty interesting to see as well i thought that was an interesting audition yeah very matrix like right yes yeah he's he's controlling the matrix he's uh he's agent smith <laughs> yeah yeah i yeah. liked it i liked it and he's right down to his outfit he, he's got that uh that avatar i forget what the matrix word was um where it uh he looks he looks the part he looks whatever he's projecting in his mind to be yeah and i can also kind of see um i guess taking it, it back to the actor side of things i can also kind of see why uh why ray fisher was a little uh not a little, very apprehensive about um, <laughs> Joss Whedon and, you know, what he um, ended up doing with the film because he pretty much cut, uh, like, I wouldn't, I want to say 40% of Cyborg out of the movie, um, which, yeah. I mean, I, I'd be a little offended as well. I'd be like, but, but I'm supposed to be important. Why would you cut me out? Um, but yeah, so I, I, so I can see it from that angle as well, how this is very satisfying for Ray Fisher. Yeah, sure. I, I would absolutely agree and i agree with you i think that the way that they reworked his story and included much more detail included that whole backstory which really makes him more relatable and just understanding who he was and the struggles he was going through the way that Zack snyder portrayed it versus the way it was in the 
theatrical cut, huge improvement in my opinion. Huge improvement. It made the ending so much more satisfying. It made the connections with the mother boxes better. It made it made it more coherent too. Because quite frankly, I don't think it was as coherent in the theatrical version. Right. You know, it felt a little more mishmashed, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. Everything was was really fleshed out more in this. So they even took the time to, I guess, explain more about the plot itself, like. Like what's going on? What are the mother boxes? Um, why does um, Steppenwolf and Darkseid want them? And um, you know what the heroes can end up doing with them. So I'm glad that they got more into that. But um, you know, aside from 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 that, like just adding in more scenes that show. Um, you know how impressive everything is and you know what we've ended up waiting for was was cool um, We saw we saw a lot of that with Barry as well Like they did add in a lot of content with Barry that really um, Added to the hype of this movie and made it much more of a, a spectacle, you know, even from the the first scene that he really um, That he, that he really takes center stage the 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 pet store scene, you know, yeah. like that that was like a pretty huge improvement in introducing the character and you know letting us know pretty much who he is in the course of you know a couple minutes like you don't need like a long drawn out backstory about like you know his his dad and you know his past even though they are going to get into that in uh his solo movie which is uh coming out next year i believe is the um is is the current time frame but um but yeah just just in terms of that, like it just added so much spectacle and and made it um, just so much more visually pleasing, especially for me as a speedster fan, because uh, I've always been like a like a big fan of the the speed characters. So you know, Quicksilver, um, you know the the Flash, even A Train from the Boys. Like uh, I've I've always been a fan. <laughs> And uh, Young Justice and all the, uh, the 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 little guys in Young Justice. Too. Oh yeah, Kid Flash. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and so and so that that was like another thing that I I really like, especially at the end. How um, so originally in in the original version, the Flash he was important but not as important as he is in this movie because he pretty much ends up saving the day in what's probably my favorite moment in the film possibly i think it might be the uh i guess to jump to the end a little bit when he uses the speed force to uh to literally reverse time and save everyone after they die um that was uh that was pretty epic and i think that in terms of like seeing the speed force on the big screen i was like yep you know that's it that's uh that's pretty solid i like that that's that was uh that that was really amazing for me to see as well yeah with the exactly like what you said i think the opening sequence with him and the way they introduced him we got to see that scene in the pet store which was really funny and you know um him saving that character it it was really good but i, I agree with you i think the ending the way they used him at the end was much more pivotal and much more emotional and just all around like more satisfying for the viewer than the way it came out in the theatrical version because he was a little bit more of a sideline character in that right. version as opposed as opposed to the way that Zack Snyder introduced him and I appreciated that a lot more too that was another change that I really appreciated I think every character is actually sidelined a bit in the theatrical 
I mean, uh, he's, Whedon came in and, and, and is very clearly was brought in to, to chase the, the Avengers recipe. Yeah, and every single, I mean, I mean, the development of the, the character development in this is awesome. And I think it's, it's, it's such a rare occasion where you get the moment where a director's vision actually comes to life in this situation where the director was out as a result of personal circumstances. But let's face it, DC wanted the, the, they wanted their own giant blockbuster billion dollar right. uh, machine of movies um, right. uh, and, and every single character seemed to have gotten slighted especially Flash and Cyborg in the uh, uh, theatrical but um, I, I, I have a I've got I've, I've got some different thoughts on some of the bigger characters yeah but, uh, but yeah I, I mean even I mean, just, oh sorry go ahead no go ahead um, I was gonna say that Rusty, even some of this okay. oh yeah yeah sorry you should go ahead mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, please. It's all right. Okay. Well, anyway, I was just gonna I was just gonna piggyback on both those points, and going along with what Etienne was saying. Um, not only was Cyborg and Flash, I think, fleshed out more. The other characters were handled much differently, in my opinion. I mean, maybe Aquaman and, and Wonder Woman, I think, kind of were pretty similar, in my you know, in my view, to the way they were handled in the theatrical version. There was a little more scenes. Aquaman had some more scenes. Right. with um some of the characters mira and stuff and wonder woman was was wonder woman and she was great and she, i thought she was handled okay even in the theatrical version i thought that this version really took care of superman much better i mean we didn't have the mustache gate and we didn't have you know we got the black suit which a lot of people wanted we got the the original kansas scene which was much more powerful than the way that they reshot it for the theatrical version um in my thoughts and then I thought that Batman in this, me being the, the huge Batman fan that I am, and he's my favorite character out of all of them, I thought they didn't make him seem as hokey. He came off a little more, I guess, comedic, but almost a little hokey in the theatrical version, you know, with some of the the quick jokes that, that they ended up writing in and stuff. Whereas in this one, he still played it a lot straighter, you know, and... I appreciated that more. I thought that he played the Batman character or wrote the Batman character to be much more like he was in Batman vs Superman. All those flaws aside about certain things in that movie, you know, I liked the way Ben Affleck portrayed Batman in Batman vs Superman. And I thought he he was more like that. You know, he still wasn't he wasn't overly humorous because he doesn't need to be. He's Batman. You know, the humor really came from the Flash in the Snyder Cut, and I think that's where it belonged a lot in my. The way I look at it, I mean, Barry was funny, but I was—he was the I only really, one that was funny. <laughs> yeah, but I thought that that's that worked well though because he is a sure. funny character. He's the quick, but Batman. But even then, his to... fun, his funny's reduced as well. <laughs> I mean, he's not even uh, as funny as he was. I mean, he was Where? funny. He had his moments. Barry, of course. In the, in the theatrical or in the Snyder cut? I think in the Snyder cut, sure. I think there he, he's he's the comic relief. But he's less right. of the comic relief. <laughs> you know? Right. He's right. taken more so, seriously in the Snyder Cut. Which um, I get. Of course. That's what Snyder does. Yeah. But I liked, I liked to, to just go along with what you said, John. I liked sure. that even though, like you said, all the characters were, they all felt a little sidelined in the theatrical version because of the way they wanted to handle the movie. I appreciated how this one took a different approach with most of them and really tried to do something different. And that was something I, I'm glad they did. You know, they didn't feel a sidelined. All of them didn't feel a sidelined as, and I agree with you. They did feel that way in the theatrical version. 
Right. And I even like a lot of the uh, the smaller character interactions. Like, I, I guess to bring it back to Aquaman for a second, um, I did notice how they made him l- a lot less of a jerk in this movie. Um, and there's a specific scene I can point to. It's the one where um, I believe Aquaman and the Flash are talking about Cyborg. And in the original movie, he is more or less uh, apathetic to uh, to what's happening with you know his teammates. And in the Snyder cut, they make it a point to say like, um, like Flash was like, I thought you didn't care. And Aquaman was like, I never said that guy just lost his dad. And I thought that that was a major improvement, um, to his character to make him a lot more sympathetic and, um, just to like bring him into the team a lot more. Um, so there's like small character interactions like that, that I really liked. Even, um, even the one between, uh, Wonder Woman and Alfred, I thought was really interesting, which I don't believe was in the original. Um, the, uh, the, the tea scene where, you know, she's, she's trying to make her own tea and she's like, I got it. And Alfred, you know, he's trying to butler so hard and (laughs) he just can't. Um, so just moments like that, I thought really fleshed it out. Mm. And that was a, a huge strength of this movie in general. It's just the way they were able to do that. Right. When it comes to that interaction, Something was changed, as we know, and it was one of my problems, actually. And Rusty, I know you love Batman, and you're saying, I, if I'm understanding this correctly, you like Schneider's depiction of Batman more here than you did in the theatrical. Correct, yes. Okay. I, I, I did not, actually. I thought Batman was possibly slighted the most here because I took it like he... He's not as tough in this one. He's kind of like bringing the team together and very much so, I don't know, not laying down, but, you know, I mean, there's, there's so much, there's, there's conversations, there's, there's, there's script he's having with Alfred, uh, those moments where he's like, we, we, we need them, this, is, this has got to happen. Um, but uh, to, to, to the point where he's conceding that he needs them more, then they need him. And I've always, always loved that Batman is the guy that he's the one of the few non-superheroes, but almost always he's like, no, don't bother me. I got to do my shit. I got to take care of Gotham. Like, oh, and, and, and when you need me, I'll be there. Or more so when I need you, then you're going to need me and, you'll, and, I'll, and we'll make it work. But otherwise, leave me alone. You know? <laughs> like they come to right. him. And he's like, fuck off. Like, no, I got to do my thing. And then on top, like, it's a, it, it, there's, there's, there's like, uh, I mean, it, it, Justice League cartoon. He's like, uh, he, he goes from the, the animated series to that. And then Snyder makes him into, uh, it's such a strange, it's a conflict for me that, that throughout the entire movie, um, he's, 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 he's kind of being quiet. Uh, uh, there's not, you don't have that interaction between him and Wonder Woman like you did in the theatrical, which I actually loved. I, I, I was kind of mad that Wonder Woman, I forgot who, I think I think Flash comes up with the idea to resurrect Superman, or he says it, he's like, uh, you know, the, the, the elephant's in the room, guys, I'm going to say it. Whereas in the last one, Batman's like, no, no, we need him. And Wonder Woman's like, oh, no, we're not resurrecting Superman. And then you lose the funny also, where the Flash is like, 
uh, the dead, the pet cemetery joke. <laughs> like there were some of those interactions that I was I was missing, and I felt like Batman was kind of lazy. He was kind of there, but not as necessary to this team. Um, right. I don't, know, I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if that's how you guys felt in any way, or 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 I'm trying to think of. Uh, I have another problem with uh, with what Schneider does to Batman, but but you guys tell me. <laughs> you know. Well, in this one, he was a lot more um, repenting of uh, of what happened in the previous movie, Batman versus Superman. So, um, so he he brings it up a lot that he regrets um, trying to murder Superman and um, regrets kind of letting Lex get his way, um, right. which which then you know ended up in in the birth of Doomsday. And uh, I did I did notice that it was um, a little too quick of a 180 for the character to go from uh, from being what he was in Batman vs Superman to kind of being like I guess the team nice guy. Um, right, I, right. Yeah, but I will say, I will say that one point that does make sense was the fact that he concedes how much he needs the team especially for the bigger threats um which which they're facing because for example in um in batman versus superman you know he he tries to go up against doomsday and you know without superman and wonder woman there like you know what what would he really do um like basically um nothing so from that angle i can see how he's like i i gotta keep this team together because you know, if I don't and something like that happens again, then, you know, it's it's all for naught. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm without uh, uh, reproach. So I, th I thought that that was like what that was like a justification I could see for them going that route. But I also thought it was too quick of change. I, yeah, I yeah. didn't in, I didn't interpret it that way at all, personally. Um, because at the end of Batman vs Superman, after watching the Ultimate Edition again, before watching Justice League, he's already repenting at the end of that movie when he's at the gravesite and he's talking to Wonder Woman at the end. He's already regretting what happened when he attacked Superman and stuff. So I didn't feel that it, it was quite the 180 because it was already a, a lead-in. And what I liked about Justice League is that we actually got to see the proper lead-in from Batman vs Superman into what... Zack Snyder wanted to do in Justice League. What I liked about it, um, I mean, don't get me wrong, there were some one-liners in the theatrical version between with Batman that I actually thought were funny too. It's true, but he, he came off to me weaker in the theatrical version than he did in this one. I thought that they made him look even weaker in that one by showing his bruising, showing his um, quick line when Superman was going after him. He's like, oh shit. Um, whereas in this one... I agree. <laughs> he showed he showed that he could hold his own in the best way that he can hold his own. Like when he was fighting the parademons at the end, he got on the cannon and started shooting them down. That he used cool. the Batmobile the best way possible. Like he to me he showed in this movie that he can still hang with them, but his his abilities are much more grounded. So he needs he, to be uh, the one who's doing the stuff with the Batmobile. He needs to be the one but he also was fighting more in this one. He was like when they went after Steppenwolf in the underground facility and stuff, he was actually fighting parademons. Whereas in the theatrical version, you know, he was falling off the wall and stuff and it looked like he could barely climb. It's almost like they made him seem like he was too old and weak 
See, in the theatrical I like, version, where this right, one, I, I, I didn't care for that as much. I like. I thought about it. In this I way. thought about it. He's he's old, tough, and angry. He's the Batman Returns, right? In that, in the uh, that's that's the what they're going for what the entire motif of Affleck was, where Schneider takes yeah. it to a whole different level, where he becomes the, I don't know, the uh, he becomes a killer, which is a whole different thing, but. <laughs> But he doesn't right. go up against Wonder Woman. I, I I enjoyed that in the theatrical version when he pushes Wonder Woman. And he's like, you know, again, he's trying to take that stance that we need to resurrect Superman. And she's like, we're not doing that. You know, and then she I mean, I goes on her. Yeah. So there's that whole little moment. And then she punches him. <laughs> I forgot what the line was, but he's like, Steve Trevor tell you that? <laughs> and, uh, and she takes him out. It was a cool, it was, it was, uh, the, the team comes to, comes together. Yes. The, the, the character development is there, but the team comes together way too easy. I felt that's all. Um, oh, okay. that's, uh, I, I, I like, I like the, 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 and again, yes, it's Avengers like, um, I don't need the one-liners. I agree with you, Justin. Um, that's very typical Whedon from what I understand. I didn't watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I'm imagining, I'm, I'm imagining based on, my knowledge of your your, your 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 horror history and your sci-fi stuff and uh, what's the show you always talk about that we always talk about unnatural what no uh, super supernatural supernatural yeah I don't know if you know Buffy but I'm assuming that the, 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 the one-liners are yeah <laughs> the one-liners yeah. are typical they're typical it's typical we didn't I don't even know if, if, listen, if Schneider you know had anything to do with it in that respect. Dude, we talked about it. I'll be the first to admit it. When I heard that Zack Snyder was leaving Justice League for his personal reasons and they hired Josh Whedon, of course, I was excited because the man has a good, um, mm -hmm. he has a good background in making entertaining fair. He sure. really does. Sure. Buffy, Firefly, um, both Avengers he did were good. I mean, people don't like Age of Ultron as much as they like the original. I get that. Still made a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. But, yep. so I got excited too and it just... It just fell flat for me, as I've talked about with you numerous times sure. in the past. The sure. theatrical version. Yeah. And I'm also someone, and I have to admit it, I did not love Batman vs. Superman when I first saw it. It's upon watching it over and over again since that I've gradually um, realized how much I like it a lot more. And seeing what Zack Snyder was trying to build... I really appreciate, you know, watching, going back and watching Man of Steel and then watching Batman for Superman. And that's why I'm just very happy that we have this opportunity to talk about the Snyder Cut. Because then we really got to see what he was really trying to build to, but unfortunately couldn't do back in 2017 when Justice League came out, you know. Right, so right. It's, it's It sucks a little bit that the Joss Whedon won. I know he's having his own problems right now with accusations and stuff against him, but... Um, it sucks that his movie kind of fell flat. It feels like a hodgepodge mix of two different tones. And that's the biggest problem with it, I think, is that it's Zack Snyder, half of it, most of it. But then he tried to re rework Zack Snyder into a Josh Whedon movie. And Josh Whedon doesn't make movies like Zack Snyder makes movies. No, you know, they're completely different styles, like night and day different styles. That <laughs> See, it's... Right, right. And for me... I don't need uh, the the like I said the the, the Buffy one-liners. There, six some quick notes. That they're, it's it's very typical. He's got he's got he's got to tell. I think I think I'm assuming this is Whedon comes in. He's got that sarcastic quip just before the scene ends. Um, um, some of it's funny, but I agree with you. Batman would never say. I don't think he'd ever say oh shit. I don't think he'd ever say. The, uh, my ribs, uh, whatever he says, like uh, his rib broken. <laughs> like you know, it's a cheap laugh. It's not necessary. It worked in the Avengers, and it worked 
for what it was, maybe because we didn't know those characters like we have watched how many hours of collectively the three of us watched and read Batman, <laughs> for example. Yeah. Um, but it does work with The Flash. Uh, I actually, if you noticed, even that little exchange, there's two things. When, when uh, Wonder Woman is looking for Cyborg, there's no, like, spy thing happening. I love that, actually, in the original, where he's, he starts talking to her through the screen. In this, he just comes yeah. up, and he's like, meet me in the park. And then Alfred comes up, and he's like, oh, some, and I, I don't think it was in this at all, the theatrical. He's like, someone's got a date. At least someone does. <laughs> Miss Prince, you have a date, right. whatever that was. Right. You know? um, some of it worked. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed those exchanges. I enjoyed Batman having a drink with Wonder Woman in the original. You know, that, that, that team stuff. Um, I hate that no one ever... Uh, 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 I don't know. In the comics, there's there's a, there's always a flirtation. There's a there's, in the cartoon, there's something happening between Wonder Woman and Batman potentially. Superman ends up dating her at one point. None of that. None of that here. None of that. There's no like connection in either universe. But uh, um, what to go back to what you're saying? Schneider's dark. Whedon's got this comic-y humor that works to build a team, I guess. But I don't think like like for me the perfect telling of these stories, or at least of Schneider's universe, is to bring in somebody who can lighten it up, but not a Whedon, not necessarily, and I know that's what they did, but there are other people out there, there are other directors out there who know how to do this, and they're taking superheroes, who, by the way, are not, um, what's the book here? They're not all the Watchmen. I mean, that's what Schneider does. Like, he, Schneider seems to take right. every single character and turn it into the darkest Watchmen type of universe. This isn't that. It's not, you know? I will say, say that, that. Yeah, I will say that um, just to slightly interject one point, uh, mm-hmm. the oh shit thing was Zack Snyder's idea, and he was very excited to tell people that um, that Batman was going to curse in this movie. Um, Actually, with- you know, and you know what, you're right, Etienne, because it was in Batman vs Superman too. There was a point where Doomsday was coming at him, and then he yes. like he was in the Batman, and he goes oh shit. But then yep. Wonder, that's when Wonder Woman shows up. You're right. You're right about that. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he it doesn't just. It seemed it seemed hokier in the Justice League one, <laughs> but maybe that it could be my interpretation of it too. So yeah. Correct um, me if I'm wrong. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't want to fast forward here, but he he doesn't. That's not the only time he curses. At the end of this one, he says uh, he says some mean shit to the Joker in that moment, right? Oh yeah, he's like, I'm gonna fucking yeah. kill you. Which right, which right. also yeah. is like. We'll we'll get to the epilogue scene, um, sure, in, in a second. But uh, but yeah, that 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 also does warrant his interaction with the Joker does warrant some um, some discussion there. But um, but another small change to the movie that I really did think was cool. Um, speaking of of the the end of the movie was uh, was when Deathstroke meets up with Lex Luthor on the yacht, and. Um, all they really did was change one line and they made it so much more impactful. So in the in the Whedon version, basically Lex um, offers Deathstroke a place on the League of Doom. Um, but in this one, he tells Deathstroke that um, that Bruce Wayne is Batman. And then and for me, that was so much cooler because it basically sets up um it basically makes me imagine a much cooler movie where deathstroke is basically trying to assassinate bruce wayne and uh and he has to fight his way out 
and we get one of those good old fashioned Batman versus Deathstroke showdowns. And <laughs> yeah, for me, that's that's like the much more interesting movie, um, you know, out of like what they could do with uh, with Ben Affleck's Batman. So so that was one thing that I also really liked that he did. And it was so simple how they did it. That's like, wow, how like how? Yeah, that was just me. I would have loved to have seen that Batman movie, and a part of me still wishes they actually were able to pull that off. It's a shame that it never came to fruition, and we never got to see Ben Affleck have his own movie with Deathstroke. I think that would have been an awesome movie. Especially, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Ben Affleck's a good director. I, I don't know if he could have pulled off the action sequences quite like some other directors, um, but I would have loved to have seen that, especially considering... He had a nice little setup in Batman vs Superman. It would have been a nice little middle movie in between Justice League too to give you more, give everyone more Batman because who doesn't want more Batman? I'm sorry, I'm partial, but who doesn't want more Batman? <laughs> I mean, we on. all are. Oh, yeah. um, he's a, he's the most popular board. DC character. By the way, I I uh, Affleck would have right. absolutely executed for me. I mean. He 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 essentially wrote his own. What, I don't know if he wrote it with the town, that film. I mean, was that? Yeah, uh, that's, yeah. No, fair I mean, point. Yeah, that's great basically movie. it's basically Heat, all right, and yeah. it's Heat with 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 Affleck with Batfleck and and Hawkeye. <laughs> so yeah, yeah it's exactly um, what um, it is. <laughs> and those scenes are amazing. I mean, think of and how does the Dark Knight open? It's a bank robbery. It's one of the best bank robbery scenes ever. I mean, it would have. I think Affleck would have blown it out of the park. Actually, would have killed he, it. Yeah. Yeah, no, you, you're absolutely right. You make a good point. I mean, yeah. I, I never would have really doubted it. It's just he's not known to do, like, big big budget action movies like that. But then again, you know, they bring Christopher Nolan in, and he knocks it out of the park, too. So, of course. He, you know, he came, he came off Memento and Insomnia right. before getting Batman Begins. So, you know. Sure, sure. Yeah, I really, I did. I, I wanted to see more of Affleck as Batman. I loved it. I was a big fan. I was not a fan of Schneider's depiction of Batman generally. I like Dark Knight Returns, um, but I'll save that if we're going to get to the later parts <laughs> of what uh, um, what we're talking about. But just uh, but yeah, EK, you tell us where to go. Yeah, we can we can jump into the cons now because because uh, there are, there are yeah. some cons to talk about. <laughs> um. Hello there, this is the Essentially Heroes Digital Assistant Phoebe. This review podcast went on for way longer than expected, so we had to split it into two parts. If you want to listen to that, the link should either be somewhere on screen or in the description for all you audio only listeners. See you in the Zack Snyder's Justice League review podcast part two, or not? You can do whatever you want. Ah!